This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey After Hours. And if you didn't join us on the main show... um, Fortunately for our listeners, Sam took the night off, and I am David. I'm your guest guest host. First ever in Masculine Journey history, I do believe. Um, And we're talking about the topic tonight, which is actually my topic, which was my word of the year, is patience. And, you know, when when you lean into it with with God and working on your patience, um, it really gives you a whole different outlook. For for me, I'm not necessarily new new in my walk with Jesus. I'm strengthening in a stronger walk. with the father and, and patience being my word this year is, is definitely, I think it has more to do with strengthening my relationship with him. Um, so, uh, we do have uh, Rodney, you actually got, or Robbie, you got the first clip tonight. Sorry. I didn't mean to say. All right. Yeah, it's Robbie this time. Okay. So this at first glimpse, when you get this clip, you're going to go, that's patience. Well, you know, interestingly for me, very interesting. I think it's so cool that, that David and I, had the same word in their own, you know, that we got our word of the year. And, and although my concept's going to sound totally different than patience, uh, when you know the Hebrew backing of what I, of what I knew to be my word, you, you might see where that comes into it. So my word of the year was to be gathered in great faith. Well, the word gathered in Hebrew is kava. Well, the word kava you would recognize in Isaiah, you know, where it says, you know, he who waits on the Lord will rise up with wings like eagle. You know, that famous passage that people know um, of waiting on the Lord. And there's also a psalm where that same thing is, you know, be strong, be courageous, wait on the Lord, right? Same idea. And the word is kava. Well, fascinatingly, and if you, you look that up, you'll see I'm right. And, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll say, where's the first place that that word is in the Bible? Well, that's going to shock you because it's in the book of Genesis. And it's in the section where God is separating the waters. And it says that he gathered the waters above the earth and, you know, on the earth. And and that word gathered, which is my word of the year, is that same word kava, which means to wait. Well, as you begin to unpack that word, you'll see that the word is spelled with the letter kuf. And the letter kuf has to do with how close you are to God, your your proximity to God. And so that's the idea as you push into God. So the idea of waiting is not just to sit there and, you know, twiddle your thumbs. It's it's actually to push in to God or lean into God, as as you've said several times in the show, David. And so when you think about how in certain circumstances where God's the last thing you think you want to be is patient because all these things are driving you crazy. It's actually like a sort of a check engine line in your mind telling you it's time to push into God because this is exceeding your capacity here, right? Mm -hmm. He is God and I'm not. And so 
this is a really this was Darren Coon's favorite clip from his favorite movie, which came out of his favorite book, which is We Were Soldiers. And we adopted this idea early on, um, actually from the point I joined um, the team with Masculine Journey, that when one of us feels that the enemy has overrun our position, in other words, we're talking about spiritual warfare and the prayers going along those lines, we are to call what is called a broken arrow. And broken arrow means that the enemy has overrun our position, and so we're going to call ordinances in on our own position. <laughs> in other words, like what happens here is the Vietnamese have overrun their position, and so the colonel, when he says broken arrow, he is now calling in all these airplanes with the bombs to drop literally on top of them in order to take out the enemy, being you know, what's going on. But it, as it turns out, it actually saves their, saves their lives. But when you think about it, if, if you're in the Band of Brothers, or hopefully you have a Band of Brothers, and when you really say, okay, I, the enemy has overrun my position, I, I can, I'm not standing my, my ground here, I need your help, then, then you have those people begin to, to pray for you. They're all drawing in to God on your behalf, and everybody, at the same time, as, as anybody in your sphere draws closer to God, you all draw closer to God. It's the way it works. That's the way the kuf works. That's the idea of being gathered, right, in great faith. And, and so when you hear these planes flying over, well, you hear them call broken arrow. You'll hear the machine gun fire and their positions overrun. Then you hear them call broken arrow. And then you'll hear the planes take off and you'll hear these kind of things and then all of a sudden you start hearing them throwing coordinates out there and apparently they get the coordinates a little bit wrong and one of the planes comes right in on top of them dropping bombs and you can hear the colonel say, call him off. And about that time he says, get down and it kind of goes into super slow-mo because what happens is these incendiary bombs come down right on top of them and four or five of the soldiers are immediately burst into flames and the guy who called in the broken arrow is totally freaked out and he stops calling in the planes to continue the bombing raid. And you can hear the, soldier, the, the colonel tell him, you forget about those, son. You're doing a great job. Keep those guys coming. Because, again, <laughs> we think we're taken out. We think we've lost hope. We, we don't want to pers persevere. All those things we talked about in the first show, but it's time to dig in deeper and keep on pushing in. So go ahead and play the clip. Coming in, you're doing well, son. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, as Corn would say, that's real life. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Um, you know, those moments of extreme testing and, and you know, I've, I, I may have called Broken Arrow once or twice in the entire, you know, time I've been with this ministry, maybe 10, 11 years now. Because we save it for the time that truly your your position's overrun and you're overwhelmed and you know the enemy has you down. At this point in time, you're calling in the, the munitions on your own position because you, you know that, you know, that it's going to be God, mm-hmm. right? It's no longer up to me here. <laughs> it's just over my pay grade. And, and, and here you go. Let me tell you. That to lay your head on the pillow every night knowing you have this band of brothers, if you have a broken arrow and they know that you know what broken arrow means and they know that, that, that if you call that, that they're going to be, you know, when you're at war, they're at war. And to have that is why it's so important that you come to boot camp. You need that in your life. Your position will be overrun. I assure you, God will continue to test your faith until at some point in time that will happen. And who will you have in your corner at that moment in time? And who can you really have faith in and trust to call call on those munitions in your position when that moment happens, right? Yeah. It's what it feels like. For sure. I mean, I, I know in the little over a year I've been part of uh, – masculine journey and with you guys as my band of brothers i know i've honestly used broken arrow once and it was the real deal like my daughter had ran away um we didn't know where she was at she had been missing for a while um called that broken arrow and in tears and pretty much just didn't was definitely overran and uh you know then the bombs started dropping on my position and slowly but surely you know uh we found found her and um you know the cops came to our house and we went through all that process and bombs are still dropping and ultimately you know Almost a, a year exactly later, uh, we're we're in a different position, still behind enemy lines. But um, Danny, did you have something you wanted to say? Well, I always when I hear the term "broken arrow," it brings a smile to my face. Not because of what it is, but I had been a part of the ministry probably three or four months, maybe the first time somebody threw a broken arrow on our tech stream, and I'm sitting in my house looking, going. What is this? Somebody hunting and broke their arrow? I don't, I don't know what this is because nobody had explained what it was. And I always learn things on the backside. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, broken arrow, what is this? But but the concept is so cool, and, and it fits right in here, Robbie. Well done. Is that, you know, because you have to learn to trust your band of brothers, but mm-hmm. more importantly, your heavenly father who's, who's handling things. So I, I love the concept now that I know what it is. So, yeah. Definitely, and, and and if you're working on your band of brothers, I encourage you to pray about it and ask God who he's put in your life uh, to be part of your, your band of brothers because it's definitely a necessity. Um, so I have the next clip, um, and it's uh, from the movie Kicking and Screaming with Will Ferrell. Um, it, it shows the look of being impatient um, since, you know, I can relate to a lot of impatience. So we'll listen to this clip, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Ooh, I don't know. The Irish cream sounds good, huh? What's that? Uh, it's cream and it's, uh, it's Irish. Hurry up and order! Excuse me. Thank you. Um, how about a smoothie? What's in that? Smoothie's a juice drink. We want coffee. Buddy, relax. No, you relax. I'm a regular here. This line needs to move. I beg your pardon. 
You have scones. Tall, non-fat, double latte. Sir, you're at the back of the line. I recognize that. Cut it out or you're out of here. You can't kick me out. You know what? You're, you're really invading my ear space. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. Do you have a card? Do you have a card? No, I don't have Does a card. Does anyone here have a card? We don't have frequent drinker cards. That's a video club card. Ah! Zip it there, Sporty Spice. Are we doing this? Oh. Is this happening now? Yeah. Want to go? Great. I'd Let's love do to. Let's do it. You're hurting me. You are hurting me. What is wrong with you, Derek? I thought we were friends. My name is Andy. Your name is Liar because you're telling lies. You know what the odds are? I will never come back here again. There's a good chance of that. That's a chance we'll have to take. Okay, that's how you want to play it. Okay. I am disappointed. God. You know, that was one of the opportunities put in that character's path to show patience, and he definitely didn't on that. Um, you know, when we're working through patience um, and, and trying to, you know, be more patient, whether it's with our friends, our family, in the line at the, the coffee shop, which, you know, I don't go to the coffee shop that often. Um, and the more we fight that and, and go with more of the impatient side, bad things always typically happen. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that the good things aren't coming. It just means you're taking the wrong direction than you were supposed to go with that. And, you know, this character portrayed it very well. He got thrown out of the, the coffee bar. Uh, I'm pretty sure he got strangled by a lady that he that yelled him at him, called him Sporty Spice, and, and ultimately lost, uh, you know, access to uh, his favorite coffee shop every morning because he was impatient. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask everybody before, Jim, your clip's next. Uh, I just wanted to let you know I, I didn't forget about you. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask is, is what kind of opportunities um, does God put in your life uh to, to help you show patience or work through some patience. Uh, right before we went to your clip, I was getting ready to jump in, but you were being pretty impatient. You didn't. Yeah, I was, and you ignored it. And I, that was an opportunity. Uh, but I was thinking in terms of you were talking about being in a band of brothers. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how often we have to be patient with each other and forgive each other and love on each other to keep the band together. For sure. And I think Sam exemplifies patience in that area. I mean, I don't know if anybody <laughs> else would agree with me or not. Um, Jim, you actually have the Nest clip, but I think Rodney wants to say something. Uh, do you want any more on that topic of where are we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, work is absolutely a gold mine. I mean, if you can't have patience with the people running the company I work for, you – you just you're gonna be banging your head all day like Harold used to do kick kickboxing in his office. I mean, we we say things constantly as managers, as people who run things, and hey, we want to do this, we want to do that. And next thing you know, everybody's just firefighting and just off doing things. And it's like, well, what about that thing we just got done saying we wanted to go do like ten minutes ago? You know, like literally mm -hmm. ten minutes ago, you said you want to go this direction. Now somebody does it. Now they're in trouble for it. You get stories like that and things that go on. It just doesn't make any sense, right? So if you don't have that biblical worldview where you're like, okay, this is what was promised to us, like I was talking earlier in the first show, the tribulation. Yep. There are trials. There are things that go on. They don't make sense. If I run off and just try to do what I want to do in those moments, I, I just I die on a hill quickly. I fight bravely and die quickly. But I really want to press into those where, yeah, I talk with people all the time about what we're dealing with. But I try to make sure that none of us get to the point where we lose patience because I know that 
I need to get things off my chest. They need to get things off their chest. And we talk about these things, but that's, that's where you come together and you find those people that you can confide in and talk in and, and be kind of open and realistic about where things are at. But yet you can say, all right, well, when we get an opportunity to go forward, we're going to have to take a positive step forward on those kinds of things. I love what you said in the pre-show, actually. Rodney, I've thought about it ever since you said it, that there's this tension between that behavior is not acceptable <laughs> and I love you. Yeah. And, but yet that behavior and, and Art, you know, took that up with his dog, right? The behavior wasn't acceptable, but he continued to love on the dog. And it really speaks back to what Harold was talking about as well is that when it's all about me, right? And, and, and it's out of a selfish position, you, you, you're not loving well, then you can't find that place between that behavior is not acceptable and I love you, yep, and which you. is where I find myself all the time, actually. I mean, I could barely go home and not find myself in that position within about 30 seconds, okay? <laughs> I won't go into why. <laughs> <laughs> but I could find myself there very, very quickly. But again, it's kava. Push into God. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. And I mean by that, I mean the Father, Jesus. I need the Holy Spirit. I need all three. I can't do it with just one. <laughs> I have a question. In your clip, David, Rodby was Will trying to cover his Java. Is that one got him in trouble? <laughs> yeah, he's being very impatient with that cava Java, I think. Yeah. I, I'm praying for patience for Rodney's uh, employer on the offhand chance he hears this podcast. Well, I mean, I th I, back to what he was saying, where, where you know, they're being pulled in different directions, like a tug of war, per se. You know, my company, we say a lot, uh, and I, ca I caught myself saying it, but recently I've caught myself saying it, and then, you know, praying this. So we, we use the term, trust the process, trust the process. Well, I've started going, trust the Father and everything I'm doing. Still doing the process that, you know, my company wants me to do, but trusting that it's the direction that the Father wants me to go. And ultimately, you know, in, in the short time I've been with this company, I've been pretty successful. And, you know, I think there's something to say with him putting patience in my life that I need to continue on this direction. But, Jim, now it's your time for your clip. Yeah, because I was getting a little impatient. <laughs> I had the first one in the queue, and I'm last. So the first shall be last is very biblical. Uh, this is from... McClintock, uh, John Wayne movie. If you haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? But this is probably one of my all-time favorite scenes he's in. If you are hearing noises that and grunts, that is both directions, a shotgun being shoved into the tummy, which you'll hear about halfway through. But this is, I thought I'd be first because it's a funny clip, but that wasn't part of your deal, and that's okay. <laughs> But listen to this clip, and I'll explain why this is not necessarily patience. But for John Wayne, it shows great patience. Not so fast, Mr. Boss of the whole country, unless you want to wear a big hole in your middle. How long is GW going to let that Cheechocker push him around? That Cheechocker has a sawed-off shotgun. How do you know she didn't wander off someplace or meet some feller or something? What are you saying? That I didn't raise my girl right? That she'd wander off all night with some man? There's a lot of things I'm not saying to you, mister. Well, you got a sawed-off shotgun in my middle. But how do you know this Indian had anything to do with it? She's gone, ain't she? She's gone. Ah! 
Been looking for me, Pa? Where you been, gal? Young Ben took me for a sunrise ride, and the horse wandered away. <laughs> you come down over there. But, Pa! She's telling the truth, Mr. McClinic. We wasn't doing nothing. Well, that's not important right now. The important thing is that you don't draw that hog leg, or this will be worse than Dodge City on Saturday night. You get on back to the wagon. I'll tend to you later. Now for this young whippersnapper. Now, no harm has been done. And young Ben here is one of the nicest boys in the territory. So just put down that shotgun I'll and let's teach forget... him to fool with Mike. <clears throat> now, we'll all calm down. Boss, he's just a little excited. I know, I know. I'm going to use good judgment. I haven't lost my temper in 40 years. But Pilgrim, you caused a lot of trouble this morning. Might have got somebody killed. And somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. But I won't. I won't. Die. I won't. <laughs> uh, our, our wonder. Go ahead. <laughs> Way to go, Keith. Nice job. <laughs> uh, there, there was a description of a place that uh, got cut out there, but that was the beginning of a major brawl because for the first time in 40 years, McClintock lost his patience, which in this, I mean, in John Wayne, you don't really think patience, but in this movie, he actually put up with an awful lot, and he was an awful lot to put up with as well. But in this, it's really showing that, you know, we do need to have restraint, especially if somebody's poking a shotgun in our Tummies. Makes it a little bit easier. When but, there's a yeah, shotgun you can be though. more restrained then. But you, when he turns the shotgun towards the kid sitting on the horse, John Wayne takes it away from him. McClendon grabs the shotgun and sort of, he sort of reverses it. And the uh, punch and the slide weren't really audible. But when he hits him after losing his temper, uh, the guy slides down a mudslide into a big puddle which precipitates a lot of other folks losing their cool. And patience, when we lose it, it's going to precipitate that in others. I've uh, had an opportunity yesterday that was a bit of a challenge, and I handled it reasonably well. I didn't get angry, but it would have been very easy for me to be upset and ultimately, police did were there, so did come and made it easier to be peaceful about everything. But that was never really a temptation to get upset in that situation. And it was people that I loved I was dealing with, but we're on opposite sides of an issue. And if we can have the love for others that Jesus told us that's what we're to do, it makes it a whole lot easier to be patient with them, whether they're being obnoxious or not. Remember, you love them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely, you know, when I'm being impatient with somebody, I'm definitely first thought that comes to my head is definitely love them. Um, no, I'm, I'm, it's something I'm working on being that, that that's my word of the year. Um, you know, a, a lot of times I notice just in the business I'm in, um, you get to see a lot of impatient people there, whether it's, you know, the person standing in line in front of them is not going fast enough. My cashier's not going fast enough. I'm not going fast enough. And, and you know, in, in the recent location changes that I went through with my company was right around the same time that I got my word of the year. 
And and I remember saying my word of the year, and and my wife, and she doesn't even know what a word of the year is. I'd explain it to her. It was like, well, you see why you're there, right? And I was like, yeah. So it's every single day there's some sort of opportunity that God puts in my path to be patient. Some, I, you know, I'm like, okay, let's be patient. Some, I'm just bail and get right back up to do it again because, you know, I was definitely impatient with it. Um, I, I think, uh, like you said earlier, and I, I mentioned it briefly, you know, with a shotgun in your stomach, it's a little bit easier to be patient. I think God sometimes puts those opportunities, which is like a hypothetical shotgun in your stomach that says, hey, you're going to be a little bit more patient here whether you like it or not. I know he has in my path for sure. Well, I appreciate you sharing there, Jim. Um, Danny, did you have anything else to say on patience? I'm just sitting here patiently waiting. Patiently, yeah. patiently waiting, waiting for uh, the the ticking to go down. I see how you guys are doing. <laughs> me. I appreciate that. <laughs> and talking about the opportunities, what I was saying about the encounter yesterday, it was an extreme long shot that that would take place. That the people that were involved would be there at the same time. I oh mean, wow! And it's put into your so the opportunity. He definitely showed you right there. And it worked out well but they don't always when we get those no absolutely not so anyway last week this is this is a masculine journey experience okay that i had an opportunity to be patient and I, it was a unbelievable failure okay yes so i jim had the topic wow. last week and so he whoever has the topic gets an opportunity to pick where we're going to go eat and he picked KNW, not Robbie's favorite, KNW cafeteria, Canes and Walkers. And I didn't have my cane or my walker. And uh, as I was in line, you know, for whatever reason, the, the guy recognized, I guess, the guy that was two places back behind me in line. And he took him ahead of me. And he had like all these call-in orders. And so he's filling all these orders while I was the next one in line. I mean, like not by a little bit, but, but like a lot. And I, you know, the more he waited on this guy, you know, this isn't fair. This is, I mean, inequity, it is the best. <laughs> and I'm getting madder and madder. And of course they feel, you know, and I'm, and I'm thinking, Jim always picks the, geez, oh, how could this, you know, and I'm getting mad at Jim. I'm mad at KNW. And then the guy finally comes back to me and then there's some stuff that happens with the food I won't go into. And I come back to the table and I'm like, Jim, we are never eating at KW again. And he says to this, he says, that's all the more reason to eat here again. <laughs> <laughs> at what point in time I totally lose it, go pay for my food that I never ate, by the way, because it sat there. I was just flipping out mad. I pull out of the parking lot, run over the the curb, you know, with my car, just to put an emphasis on how boneheaded this whole move was. Then I find out later, everybody was didn't even know I was mad. They left and didn't eat. I felt horrible. I had been impatient and hurt my friends. Well, thank you for sharing, Rodney. I encourage you this week. I'm to, Robbie, but Robbie, it's okay. Yeah. You're your guest host. I, uh... This is the Truth Network.